Hello and welcome to Elevate with Kudos, an audio experience brought to you by Kudos to Saving. Bringing business owners together, sharing their story, their why and giving them an opportunity to connect with a wider audience. We started this podcast to help people connect, become educated on saving money and have some fun while we're at it. I hope you enjoy the show. So, hello, welcome to an episode of Elevate with Kudos. Today I have got the Will guys with me to discuss everything about death. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And who knows what else. So, yes, good to meet you. Um, You too. So, first of all, yes, the Will guys. What's the Will guys? We'll talk about that first. I know there's other things to talk about as well. Yeah, so um, really what we are, we're just kind of a a setup where we do a full estate planning um, service for, Mm -hmm. for our clients. Um, obviously, Wills is the is the kind of the body of it, but yeah. we do go a step further. We've got um, full estate planning in terms of kind of looking after them um, in terms of care costs, putting things into trust so we can protect people's assets and so on. Um, but I think we try and do it in a more kind of informal, relaxed yeah. way, yeah. Um, rather than the stuffiness normally associated with with a, a solicitor. If you yeah. like, yeah. First thing that springs to mind with me, like like you say, is like you just think, oh, paperwork. Like, yeah, so you try to give it more of a personal feel. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, and, and we go out and see the clients. We don't expect them to come to us. We yeah. go and see them where they feel comfortable. Where you know, because you're talking about some pretty heavy stuff. You know, you are talking yeah. about death, <laughs> um, <laughs> which is not what people normally like to talk yeah. about. So you've got to be, you know, we've got to be comfortable with more important yeah. sort of the client as well. So go back. So the Will guys <clears throat> was formed when. Um, the Will Guys was formed in 2007. Yeah. Um, my background is more from a financial perspective, so helping yeah. people get on the property ladder, that sort of thing. Right. And when we're going through that, um, the question that always keep coming up was, do you have a will? Mm-hmm. And at the time, it was 99.9% were saying no. Um, and um, we established that everyone that we're going to was just saying no, 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 but then we couldn't um, actually do anything about it other than say, oh, well, you, you know you should, and that was it. Um, so with the sort of understanding that when we get a client and look after them, we didn't want to sort of pass them off, farm them out to someone that um, wasn't necessarily going to give them the same service as us. Mm-hmm. Um, so 2007 went and got qualified as a will writer yep. um, and set up the will guys from then. Um, and then it's just sort of snowballed into, um, like Kieran was saying, estate planning, um, even doing some simple things with land registry, which severing people's set tenancies. So then yeah. it takes risk away from the client of what they're trying to do and what they've, what they've spent years and years building up, not to lose for their children. Yeah. Because the, the children, fundamentally, they want to inherit. And you talk to any parent, the first thing they say is, I just want my child to have that. Yeah. And, and okay, in that. theory... That's, that's pretty much what would happen as long as everything's in your die perfectly, as we put it. Um, but that's not always the case. So no, we thought no. we'd just tick the boxes, if you like. So your background is financial. Yeah. And how you've mentioned there before that you were a teacher. I was, yeah. How, has, how yeah. did you massive, fall into this? Massive change. Um, it, was, it was just by chance, really, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, I was kind of getting a bit disillusioned with, with teaching. Um, yeah. A bit fed up of all the kind of bureaucracy around it. Um, what did you teach? I was a geography teacher, right. um, but I, I taught other kind of subjects on the, mm-hmm. on the side and stuff as well. But um, just sat one night, um, just having a chat with my wife, and she was saying, look, what do you fancy doing? Because I felt quite pigeonholed in teaching. Yeah. Um, and I said, oh, Darren seems to have a, a decent kind of lifestyle and job and so on, because he'd done our mortgage. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I picked up the phone and just said, look, any chance to you know have a coffee and so on? And yeah. uh, it kind of just went from there, didn't yeah. it, really? It was, it was circumstantial, um, wasn't it? it was like yeah. you, you asked the question at the time that I was in growth. Mm-hmm. So he asked the question and perfect it was a case timing. of... Perfect timing, yeah, yeah, and that was kind of where where we sort of, when we look after clients, they become friends. Yeah. And and it sounds like a cliche, but it, it really does. You, you end up yeah. getting, because you get to know everything about them, you get to know the aspirations, what they want, yeah. what they want to achieve. And then fundamentally, that's what we're there to, uh, to, to help them do. And when they've got to that point, I guess that's when you kick off and say... Right, I want to leave me me job. Yeah, <laughs> can yeah. I can I come in and do that? And that's pretty much where we we mm-hmm. started working. Just going from there. So yeah. I think usually what we we'll do as well at some point is we'll do like quick fire questions just mm-hmm. for a bit of fun. But I think what we should do here is uh, quiz Q 
Kieran on his geography. Yeah. You, oh, you, you nice. Want to some, uh, uh, geography I really think that's a good idea. Oh, I really think that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm better at Wills than I am at geography. G- GCSE level as well. I just want to put that in there. <laughs> Please don't say what's the capital of. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> questions knocked up. Um, so in terms of the world guiding, right? So I mean, I'm, I've got three kids. Um, it's around 32 next mm-hmm. week. Are you? Are you 32 next week? I know, I know. That's why you want me to go in there and say never. <laughs> so, like, yes, of course, all I want is to make sure my kids are looked after when I'm away. And my wife's looked after as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm also with kids, but... <laughs> um, cut that bit out. We, we all feel the same, <laughs> mate. Cut that bit out as well. <laughs> um, so, what is... Is there a, like... What would you say? What what advice would you give to someone? Is there a specific age where you need to start looking at a will, or would you always say to someone, actually, there's no age in particular? It's not even in my mind at the moment, so that's that's what I'm thinking. But okay. should I have a will in place now? Can I take this one? Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so so the simple answer, and we get this a lot, is um, I've either I've got nothing to leave. Mm-hmm. I've got nothing to leave, and as the yeah. minute that you um, either cohabit mm-hmm. um, with someone, or really really important is when you have a child. Yeah. So once you've got a child, um, you, if anything happened to you and your partner, um, what happens is social services step in at that point yeah. um, immediately. So you imagine your children have just lost their parents and instead of having the family network around them, instead they've actually got social services and foster care um, until somebody steps up to the plate, say that they want to be take parental responsibility of that child yeah. or children. Um, and within your situation... Um, there's more than one child, so in that situation, there's a potential that the children could be split up too. Yeah. Um, when Is you that go if through one parent was to die. No, both? if both. If both. If yeah. both parents were to die, um, assuming that the second parent um, is still capable yeah. of parental responsibility. Once um, you've got a will in place, one of the, the questions that we go through, and it's anybody with children really, um, is who would you nominate as guardians? Mm-hmm. Um, and you're basically passing parental responsibility. At that time, um, straight into your will, which is legal, and then if anything happens, them guardians step up straight away and social services can't get involved. So really, really important as soon as you you have children. Mm -hmm. Um, And not so important, um, but if you were cohabiting, especially if you bought somewhere, um, if you, say, and your girlfriend, if you weren't married at the time, bought your first house, um, no children around, and one of you died, the person who's died, their estate goes to their family, not to your partner. Right. Therefore, that could cause, right, we want the equity out of the house. I'm going to force sale the property. So, again, that's pretty much where um, we, we would suggest stepping in. Um, so, really, from early stage, the earlier the better. Yeah, good. I mean, that was my next question. So, from a financial point of view, so, like, if somebody didn't have a will, like, so, say, for example, which would, I was to drop down dead tomorrow, mm-hmm. and I didn't have a will, so what would happen with the finances I had in my bank, the... Okay. Um, are you married? Yes. Okay, so so your um, your wife would automatically um, receive the estate yeah. um, to a certain value, um, and then your children would receive the rest over and beyond that value. Yeah. Um, so again, that would be about sort of understanding your circumstance. Every client is completely different. You might find that, um, you, I don't know, you might have a, a simple life insurance policy that takes you above the inheritance tax. So from that point alone, your wife may get then her, your estate passed over as a, as a spouse, um, but there could still be um, a, a tax liability at that point. Or she might not have full control, as in the children who are under 18 may take part of that estate from you um, and they can't touch it until they're 18. So that would then put your wife in a real awkward position especially if she was relying on certain things like life insurance to pay the mortgage off and things like that yeah so, so anytime so it's just it's just yeah it's and it's just helping people that's all yeah, that we're, yeah. We're doing, what's, you know, you're not what's the process like so for anybody who's listening who's thinking yeah maybe i need to get a world sorted out what's the process like is it is it long-winded is it is it is it short and easy yeah, I mean, it, it, it varies from client to client because there could be some really complex sort of estate plan needs to be yeah. put in place. But I would say probably, you know, f- at least 50% of the time we sit down with the client, we go and visit them in their home where they feel comfortable. Um, the software we use is actually on a laptop. Mm-hmm. So we'll do like a fact find there and then. 
Um, in some cases, if it's a very straightforward will, we can actually get the will produced just on the day um, yeah. with a really quick turnaround for them as well. Um, but I think the personal touch, is, it makes a massive difference. The fact that they're not coming to us. They're not sitting in an office, you know, yeah. someone's suited up and everything, and we're going out with them, and we're just having a chat, yeah. just having conversations about their needs. Um, so do you guys work primarily just going out to see consumers? Is it somebody in the house, or do you just tend to get in and do a lot of things with, with business <coughs> as well? Um, uh, yeah, so well, we, do, we do a lot of work with businesses. We do a lot of work with business owners yeah. and their employees. Um, we, we, we often get involved with employee benefits packages um, right. to sort of get our name out there and say, look, there was a, a proposition for you here. Mm-hmm. Um, we um, have various contracts. So we've got contract, with, for example, with the military defence. Um, anybody who used to be in the military or is in the military now um, yeah. can come through, but they generally come through our website. Mm-hmm. So instead of um, the face-to-face, we would always give them the option, do you want this to happen? But instead of that, sometimes we're doing it over the phone um, and on email. But yeah, in terms of um, the geographics, every client is tra- the same and given the same options, whether they are um, an individual, a family, a corporate, um, or, or um, an expat, if you like. It could be anyone. And did the name, just the Will guys, was that just, where did that come about? Was that just to, to be informal? Or? It, it, was, it was to take away the stigma. Yeah. Um, so when I set that up, it, it, it was something that I wanted. I wanted the brand um, to become something that people were familiar with, but also relaxed with. Yeah. So it wasn't about, oh, this is us, LLP, uh, yeah. Tax and Trust Corporation, or come and sit because It just tells people that it's going to cost a lot of money. Yeah. And actually, estate planning done the right way doesn't necessarily need to. Mm-hmm. In fact, it can be very, very cost-saving. Um, and I think that's the kind of direction. So when we go out, it's not about, oh, you must do this, you must do that. It's very, very relaxed. And we use that into the, even to the point where when we go and see a client, it's usual that we end up seeing their parents, their children, their brothers, their sisters, their closest friends, their neighbours. And, and that's one person that we go and see ends up us turning into like the family advisor because of that relaxed attitude. We have had a couple actually where um, more of, I, would, I don't want to put this the wrong way, but more of the, the older generation that have been educated that you get a will done by a solicitor where they've actually said um, we were going to go and see our solicitor from doing it. And then they've come back to us when they've realised for exactly the same job. It's going to cost them six mm. times as much. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So, have you got anything? You must have some. You've got some funny stories from this as well. Well, not funny because it's, it's not it's, a funny subject. Um, but <laughs> come me, across. For me, I, I used to work in a bank, <clears throat> and seeing some of the people and the families coming in, you can just see when it was an estate job coming in because they had a ridiculous amount of paperwork. Yeah. And and understanding the importance of. <laughs> The repercussions on the family, it's not even just having to deal with the grief of that person not yeah, being yeah. there, it's the endless amount of sorting stuff out. Yeah. Like I had people literally on my desk in bits, crying, papers everywhere, yeah, yeah, he's got yeah. accounts here, he's got accounts here, mm-hmm. I just don't know where I'm at with everything and yeah. I can imagine, I don't have a will, um, but we used, to, we used to refer people on to it and I'm pretty sure it only, it was very cheap. Um, I'm pretty sure they charged about 300 quid or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, it was kind of, it was just that peace of mind knowing that if I do go, mm-hmm. that all of them, them simple things, yeah. add to their headache. Yeah, yeah. Gone oh, and that's what our job is. That's just to, to ease that burden. At the, at the end, it's a stressful time for anyone if anyone's passed away, you know, and then having to deal with all the paperwork side on top of it. If we can get everything kind of in place for them, that's that's... That's what they're there to do, you know. Yeah, I think with with regards to um, the things like that, the executor who takes on that role when you go through the the, the actual instruction itself, um, that we spend a lot of time with the executor on the phone, actually explaining the role. Mm-hmm. And when that when that time comes where they've got to take on that role. Um, we're there to hold the hand and we've got a, a checklist for them so when you were saying all the paperwork will be things like pensions it'll be things like life insurance policies um, utility bills that haven't been paid because all of a sudden you take on that responsibility loans credit cards yeah. um, mortgages and it's it's a minefield now when when you go through that a lot of people and, and when you go to solicitors they don't even have any interaction with guardians with mm-hmm. executors because that's not what they're getting paid for well, we actually look beyond the, the client dying 
um, is we're setting this up, but now we've got to support that. So we have got that relationship with the executor and the guardians to say, look, this is what you need to do. This is where here if you want to support that. Um, and it, the, when you touched on the banks and things doing it, they'll actually come in and say, we'll do this for, for next to nothing. <coughs> but they've but. put a clause in um, saying that they will take a 7% um, of the estate value as a fee at the end. So yeah. it looks like it's free. You might want to still your will again. Oh, you've been that one. Oh, you've been that one. Oh, you definitely need one then. Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so that, that's where the clauses come in. And it's, it's scary when you look. You think, Christ, well, I actually haven't got that much. Okay. You've got a, a £200,000 house and they've just took 8% of that. That's before anything else. That's not including debts. That's the full value of the estate. That's £16,000 that is going to be chargeable from you setting up that cheap will. Mm -hmm. So it's crazy. It's crazy. When you touched on um, funny stories, there's a few which probably aren't appropriate. Um, for this thing, but one of the ones that always sticks it's in my head. It's always appropriate. Well, it's a podcast. Uh, yeah, well, well, one of the ones that always sticks in my head when you get through to the, the will part and you get some really weird and wonderful sort of um, requests, if mm -hmm. you like. Yeah, uh, that's, that's what was coming to my yeah. mind. Yeah. That's why I asked the question. So, so one that sticks in my head was um, uh, this old gentleman, um, really, really good character. And this is another thing when you go and sit and talk to them, you talk about their life. And yeah. honestly, that's one of the best things ever when yeah. you because we, we actually want to hear that. Yeah. Um, and he goes, Right, son, he says, when, when I'm in that creme, he says, and then curtains are closed, now I'm burn baby burn playing as the music in the background. <laughs> and I, I was like, and it just it just breaks it up. And I was thinking that's a, that's a quality way to go out, you know. Um, and, and then he, the same guy says, "Oh, and also I, I don't want any blacks at me wedding. Uh, I made my funeral, sorry." And I went, oh, and I kind of took back, and I went, "Sorry." And he went, "You know, like suits." And I, I laughed because of the same way you did. But but yeah, it's just understanding people's yeah. terminology in the same. You sense. do get some strange requests. Yeah. Like, probably the weirdest one for me, but everything was just to go to, to a cat. That's, that's what I wanted, which the whole estate was. And is that even possible? No. <laughs> no. 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 <laughs> that's I that's I Maybe they'll go to the charity, but yeah, oh. it's, it's not, not, yeah. not appropriate. But again, that's one of the things that we will go through due diligence. What, what about the next stage of that process? Because I bet there's some interesting moments then. Who deals with that? So you're at the time where someone's died and you're at the point of actually disclosing to the family that, right, actually, you're not getting any of that mm -hmm. or you're not getting any of that, but you're getting it all. Mm -hmm. I bet there's some really interesting moments go out there, but who deals with that part of it? Is um, that well, that's down. That, that's fundamentally down to the executor and right. we would only really get involved with that if they requested us to. Yeah. Um, so the executor is there to, to read the will um, yeah. and to pick up from that. Um, what we, um, as a matter of course, do is when we go through the process, if anyone is being excluded, mm -hmm. um, we always ask the client to um, write a personal letter to go alongside the will yeah. for the executor to explain that. Um, so if that person is, and it also stops Makes people sense, from contesting it, it. Yeah. because let's be honest, money's one of the most evil things in this world, oh, and yes. it turns normal people into green-eyed monsters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you'd be surprised at the amount of people that just jump out the woodwork um, and and think that they deserve um, someone's estate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's where having. And if nothing else, what I would always say is don't ever write your own will because that will never stand up in court. See, that was going to be one of my questions. Could I not just write what I wanted mm -hmm. in a letter, Dumb. stick it in my safe and just hope that they it would be implemented? Yeah, yeah. So, so you've hit the nail right in the head to hope that it would be implemented and, and it wouldn't stand up because if you've got, like Darren was saying, if somebody was to contest the will, there's, n there's no meat to it. Yeah. You know, is that there's just nothing because like, someone could say, well, anybody could have wrote well, that? Yeah, that I mean, I, I could contest yeah. your will. Like, yeah, well, it, I'm not going to get anything what, from what you're really looking at there is, um, was the person of sound, sound mind when they did the will? Yes. Um, yeah, so yeah. We, we go through um, a, so a checklist. Sorry to interrupt. So technically, mm. if you were to... Have you ever seen Prison Break? Yeah, yeah. So if you were to go on Michael Schofield on it, mm -hmm. right, and literally research the far end of a far mm -hmm. to go do with it, and actually flesh out a half-decent will, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not become qualified, but, like, say, of sound mind, get a medical note to say that I went mm -hmm. to the doctors, I was of sound mind, and you were actually able to write a contract of my yep. last will and testament. Would that... It would, it, it, it would, yeah, it would stand up in court uh, on the on the understanding that um, you have an independent person that has witnessed the will and has actually known exactly 
you before doing it, your instruction while doing it, and the reasons for it. So if we had that scenario ourselves, um, the, and it went to court, we would stand up in that court and say, we've got nothing to do with this client, um, we've got no financial gain for being here, but we did do it, we checked this, we checked it was sound mind, even to the point of can the client hear, see, talk, um, you've got to be able to verify that when we go through the process. Um, and then if there is any doubt with regards to medical, we would always get a professional person to, to, to sort of rubber stamp that anyway. Um, so then it stands up. At any point, though, if I just went in and said on your will, um, who was the person that drafted it? And if you say, well, well, you're not here. Um, if somebody says, oh, he did it himself, that was okay. So he can't verify himself that he's of sound mind. Mm. So I would say that I'm going to I'm going to put a doubt in there, and that's all it takes. That when you did that, you were of sound mind, and then all of a sudden, uh, the state. If the will gets pushed to one side, you you would fall into the laws of intestacy, which would be parents, brothers, sisters, or spouse children, then parents, brothers and sisters, depending on what scenario you're in. Excuse my French, but the legal system's shit, innit? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like, no, no. I mean, from, from a personal perspective, if I want my money to go to my family and I wanted to write on a piece of paper and sign it with a kiss, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have that. But then if it was my wife, say, that started kicking up a stink and saying, uh, uh, that's for me, and yeah. I wrote in a letter that I want that for my kids, mm -hmm. like, her solicitors could pick my... All of it. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it yeah. is. It is. That's outrageous, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Touch wood. To date, we've never had properly. we've never had one um, will that's been contested successfully. That actually, that's that not working the way around as well. That actually, fills me. Like, I, your wife could have brought a will, mm -hmm. and put it in the drawer, and you didn't know about it. Yeah. When you died, yeah. That one got pulled out and said, "Oh, don't don't sign this. This is all supposed to be come to me." So therefore, it's protection both ways. Yeah. Like, yeah. That, that's the point. You've got to look at me. Yeah, yeah. No, no, he's, he, but he's absolutely right. Yeah, and yeah, and the, the, other, the other thing yeah, as well no. is, okay, let's say that you died in a house fire and your will was in the house. Yeah. That you've, you've not died with the will, regardless if you've signed it or not. Um, mm. Or let's say them green-eyed monsters do jump um, into your house while you're in the Marie Curie Centre about to die. They yeah. find the will and destroy it. Yeah. You've got no control and it's all about... Like I said, going back to the first point, money is evil and people will do extraordinary things just to make sure that they get some money at the end of it all. Mm -hmm. And it's, it, there's lots and lots of stories, horrible, horrible stories, and that's the type of thing that we're trying to avoid. Mm. So I, I don't know whether I missed it, but like, is, there a, is there a connection then as to the reason why you got into doing this then? Yeah. Did you see a specific case that instigated that? or? Um, yeah, well, yeah. Um, back, I started financial services in 2003, um, and one of my friends um, who had done the financial work with me, um, they actually went through a process of what I think it was his, yeah, it was his wife that died, um, and without a will. And it was at that point I thought, mm, I've seen the problems that, are, that created, mm. um, and that went on for three years. And not, not only has he just lost. Well, he's, he's rock in his relationship, the, the, the mother of his two children. He's also now having to deal with all this crap. Mm -hmm. And to be honest with you, which could have been avoided at the time, not because I could have done it, but I did feel like I was not, I was doing my client a disjustice by doing half a job, mm -hmm. even though it wasn't the remit of financial services. It's a different regulator, but it was still something that I could control. So when that was the sort of trigger point that I thought, right, OK, I'm just going to go and I'll offer all of my clients wills. They don't have to take it. They never have to take it. But that, as long as they've been given the choice, then I feel I can sleep in bed at night if that happened again. Yeah. That's what happened when you done the mortgage as well for mm. us, wasn't it? it was, yeah. That was part of the service. So, yeah. It's... Certain things that happen like, in people's lives, though, isn't it, where like, it makes them think about that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. like, it could be anything. Like, talk about like uh, yesterday the news, Newcastle City Centre, where the guy yeah. got murdered. Just... No, mate, on, on that, was, that was my son's, one of my son's mate's dad who yeah. played um, football at, at Heaton Hawks with was my it? son. Yeah, like um, just horrendous, like horrendous and not really something that would usually happen in the North East anyway, yeah. as of such. I mean, no. you see yeah, things like that in London all the time, but, mm -hmm. but either way, no matter who it is or where you are, like, it makes you think that anything's around the corner, like life's too short. So sometimes that does come to mind and like... Yeah. People, I don't know, do you, have you ever thought about, oh, I should get a will? Have you ever thought about that at some point? All the time. 
You thought all well, the time, like, as soon as I got my mortgage, as soon as I got my mortgage. Well, it was the pops into your mind sometimes, and then just yeah, yeah, absolutely. To be honest, it all, it all it, over the past five years, I've probably thought about it three or four times a year, mm -hmm. um, thinking I really should get it done. And it's generally on my wedding anniversary from when I got married, mm -hmm. uh, the two kids' birthdays, and yeah. when we got the house. Mm -hmm. yeah. So like, I've got I've got four very 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 Good big reasons, reasons yeah. to to get all of this stuff in place, get life insurance in place, <laughs> get like all of these like just admin things. That you know that will be peace of mind knowing that. If you walk out of the street and get hit by a bus, I know. Do you know why though? Do you know why? And and you don't, you don't see your own. Like, yeah. Uh, do you know why exactly. all of us Superman men have got the same Everyone problem? It's not Superman happen, syndrome. Yeah. We've yeah. all got Superman syndrome. It. Yeah. It could be tomorrow, but you don't think it will be. You think it's over there somewhere. Yeah, yeah, totally. Never yeah. happened to me. When it's Simon, not. have you got a will? You need a will. Simon's will would be they'd have a big premium on that, wouldn't it? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like in all seriousness. Like, I kind of do have that thing where I don't really have a lot to give um, or to, to allocate to places, and everything I do have naturally would go to my wife to look after the kids because my kids are still very, very young. Mm -hmm. So it's not like I, I don't have hundreds of thousands of pounds to go into a trust. I've got very little equity in the house, so it would go naturally to, to her as my spouse and the kids. Mm -hmm. Like, so what would you say to someone like that? Yeah, so someone okay. says, actually, I've got nothing. All just naturally very, 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 very easy re response to that, okay? I'm not, not disputing what monetary value you've got, mm -hmm. but are, are your biggest assets not your children? Yes. Okay. That's our question every time. If we'll your biggest asked. asset is your children, then are you happy for them if you die to go into foster care where you've got no idea who that is? Well, I suppose, yeah, because you don't understand the situation of which you're dying. Exactly, it could so be you I'm, and your wife go together. I think, I'm sat in my head thinking I'm 80 in my bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know what I mean? Oh, you yeah, you, yeah. Go, you go out and get knocked over, or you go and stop a fight like the guy the guy did who got killed in Newcastle yes, or the happened? day before. He tried to stop two yeah. young right. people from having a fight, um, and one of them turned in and, and put a screwdriver in him. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. If, if that happened That's to you, um, you could have stopped your children from going to people they don't know. They could have kept them together and they can go to their loved ones who's going to support them through that really awkward time. Mm -hmm. So again, it's a bit emotive. Um, oh, and I'm completely sold on it. Man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it is, it, it is really, really <laughs> emotive. Ask this <laughs> it, it is really emotive. And to be honest, there's no, there's no secret. When we go out and speak to people, we, we spend that time speaking to the, generally the female of the relationship. Mm -hmm. um, and the reason for that is because they're the ones that worry. Whereas us men are all supermen. Yeah. We, no, that won't happen yeah. to us. We'll go out there tomorrow, mm -hmm. we'll go and play football, we'll never get injured, we'll go and do rugby, yeah. we'll never break our neck. Yeah. You know, we'll go and drive a car quick round the corner and, and not hit a wall, you know, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. I, really, yeah. I really want a will appointment that sticks in my mind. It was, it was quite recently, actually. Um, and it was to do a will for um, a couple. Um, and he had beat, he was on his second state, like round of, of chemotherapy, right. and that was hard to sit in that appointment because mm, yeah, you imagine. don't know what the outcome is going to be at the yeah. end. And touch word, he's going to pull through from it all, you know. But yeah. that's that's difficult. That you know, it's humble, isn't it? Is, it is. Yeah. And then similar to that one, when um, I was up at the Freeman Hospital in the cancer yeah. ward, where a guy got told he had a week to live, mm. he didn't have his will sorted, needed very very quickly. Um, and you go and you're speaking to someone that knows that next week they're probably bothered, they're not going to be here. Um, did his will on the Monday, um, got it to him on the Tuesday, he got the two doctors in to sign and witness it, and he died on the Thursday. Yeah. Now that's, oh, that's got to be a tough part of the job for you guys, mm -hmm. to be honest, knowing, yeah, going in to see terminally ill people perhaps. Or... I think, I think if, if, if you understand that you're there to help, and in reality, and without, you know, we try and put a smile on my face every time, you know, no matter what, mm. it's, it's not about doom and gloom. This is yep. about something that you do, you get done, you forget about. Because everyone knows that they need a will. Yeah. But you do it, it's finished, you can forget about it. That's the whole point of it. Um, but knowing that you can support people, help people, and in reality, we're all dying. Every one of us is going to die. Mm. Well, so, you know, everybody always says there's two guaranteed things in yeah. life and it's to be taxed and to die that's isn't right it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. death and taxes yeah, yeah. and that, just on, on that other thought um, <laughs> we talk about family quite a lot um, but we actually pride ourselves in making sure the government get as little money as possible from your estate oh, 
Yeah, I've heard inheritance tax is a bit of a beating, like... Oh, well... It's, it's quite expensive, isn't it? It's quite high. You're going to lose 40% of your estate. And don't you, have, don't you have to pay the tax up front to be able to inherit the money? Yeah, the government gets paid first. On all, on all, on all estates, the government gets paid their money first, and then your family. So if we can put things in place, we call... We, we, I know we talk about trust, but the simplest way to, to, to sort of explain a trust is it's just a safety deposit box that nobody can get access to unless you've given them a key. Yeah. So it doesn't matter whether that's your children, your long-lost friend that you've never seen for 20 years, as long as it's not the government that's got a key, then we're happy. Yeah. And can you do that then? Is that, is that one of the best ways to not avoid paying inheritance? No, tax? But it's fine to say yeah. avoid, because actually that's exactly what everyone should be doing. They should be avoiding paying a tax where it's legal. And that's you know that there are if there's if there's things we can do to help that happy days. Yeah, and it just forms part of like the estate planning and financial planning yeah. process. You know, like because then we'll look at the life insurance and we can put that into trust for them as well. And we'll it takes it out of the estate. There, takes it out of the estate. There's all sorts of ways that you can mitigate it. And how does it help the client? Business or, if you, or in life in general, if you just allow the government to take. Mm -hmm. Of course. What you've got. Of course. You Definitely. Mean, so you have to find the roots around it. Like you say, it's all legal. It's Do you know the first question if you ring up um, and, and, and advise HMRC um, that you, your loved one has died? The first question isn't, um, are you okay? Um, you know, have you got everything sorted? The first question is, what's the value of the estate? That's all they ask. That's all they care. And if it's over the value, then they start questioning it massively. Absolutely massively. And you think that that what is, is the threshold? 325,000. Is it? Yeah. Now, sounds a lot mm. um, until you add into that um, property, yeah. um, you add into that life insurance, death and service from, you know, organisations who have got that. Um, it's and not, it's not, not a lot. It's swallowed up straight away. Yeah. Absolutely. It is. And then if you think about, you know, the amount of people we see that do have things like life insurance, and then when you actually work out their estate, they might have 100,000, for example, and a hundred thousand pound on top of their estate, they're actually only they've only got sixty thousand because the government's going to take the first forty of their insurance policy. So that's because it forms part of that estate. So say if your if your estate is worth five hundred grand, mm -hmm. and you locked four hundred of that down in a trust and allocated that to your two kids or whatever, yeah, the government wouldn't be able to touch that. Nope, because the trust becomes its own entity. What you uh, without going technically, you wouldn't want the trust to go beyond 325,000 for that one trust because yeah. it's its own entity with 325,000. So you might end up with a, a couple of trusts. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. That's handy to know. Yeah. But it is, but it is though, and it's, I mean, it's all, all of these things where people don't, aren't educated on it, are they? Well, you, well, you know, you know, like, like, you, you know, when you go into uh, business owners and the amount of business owners that have went on and and, and set up the business, worked hard to get where they are for their family. Um, and then that business owner hasn't put in a will, a, a clause about where what happens to their share in the business. Yeah. That, that shuts businesses down. It, it, it fundamentally wipes that out completely. And that's unless you've got a partner who would either replace you in the business mm -hmm. or that partner is able to agree amicably that they would take from the business a certain amount of money that's affordable so what would happen would it just go to the we, next case we, we put it in place and obviously it's three yeah. directors three owners and shareholders yeah yeah we're all got share protection haven't we yeah so mm -hmm. you know it was the first thing we did mm -hmm. was, uh, it's good um do the insurance shareholder insurance mm -hmm. yeah um so there's policy in place which obviously will get reviewed as the business grows for value yeah but it's in effect it means that if i die Obviously, my wife gets all the shares. Yeah. But this, the insurance will pay out to these guys to the value of those shares. Yeah, yeah. There's a legal yeah. binding contract. Cross-option agreement. Yeah. Like, although, you know, in just setting the business, it was probably the last thing that was on our mind. Well, look, you've got a very good accountant. Mm -hmm. We put them in touch with um, David so, Cook. Okay. Um, and that. That was the first thing you recommend we're doing. You, so you're ahead of the game, because honestly, the amount of business owners that I see that have got nothing, mm -hmm. I would say you are the exception to the rule now. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But that's but it's good. You're generally finding that, you know, a lot of people are saying that kudos to the exception. Well, there's a reason why we're sat here as well, you know. We're very selective of what we're talking. To be fair, it's not something that... 
we would have even had a clue about it. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the point. Most yeah, yeah. business owners won't have a clue. Like yes. I said, we're very, very lucky in that we've got an extremely good accountant mm -hmm. who's very proactive and very helpful. Uh, that's Bev at Abacus Bean. Yeah. So, like... And it's all come from network, hasn't it? We've just got a huge people, network. People, so. people like yourselves, mm -hmm. you know, so we, you know, and, people and in these all sorts of industries. Goals, you should be doing this. Mm -hmm. And we picked it up because we've never ran business. Mm -hmm. So, like, you know, we've, you don't, you just don't know these things. You don't know yeah. the amount of complications and intimacy that goes into actually run the business. Oh, there's there's all sorts of options, isn't there, for like protecting yeah. your business and for like like key person insurance and so yeah. for example. Yeah. If, you to pass away tomorrow, you're a key part of this business, so there's going to be financial impact on this business, so you can put things in place to protect against that as well. Yeah, the, there is there is a skill, and I always say <coughs> that, that there's a skill between a need versus actually how much it's going to cost. Yeah. And and I would always say you've got to get the balance right. Um, but fundamentally, in a, in a business like Kudos, which is rapidly, rapidly grown, um, you've got to keep on top of that. Because you get lazy for a couple of years and you look at the value of the business now versus what it'll be in there, the cross-option agreements have to be so tight. Yeah. Um, but on the, off, on the back of that, you do not have personal wills. Mm -hmm. You haven't finished the job. And that, that's not a pitch or anything like that. That's just sort yourselves out with regards to that. Then you can, your family are aware that there is this cross-option agreement and there is an agreement between the directors of what's going to happen afterwards. So then there's no doubt rather than you going through a legal battle with somebody who's now going to question what you have done because they don't feel like you would have wanted your wife not to get that much, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And again, it goes back to the green-eyed monster of mm -hmm. money's evil. So the more you can put it and wrap it up and tell them exactly what's going to happen to it after you die or after something happens, the better. Mm -hmm. And whatever way that is, and that's why it's more flexible. You ask the question right at the beginning, who is our target market, what our clients are, um, and we would say as long as they're breathing, yep. um, it doesn't matter what their situation is, genuinely we will support them. So on that note, for people who are breathing <laughs> and listening to this podcast um, or watching the videos, where do they find you guys? So we are um, online. Um, we've got yep. a big Facebook presence. Um, so if you just search the Will Guys on Facebook, a lot of referrals come through there. Yep. Um, we have an office based in Wolves End Town uh, Hall Chambers. Yep. And we've also got a website, just www.thewillguys.co.uk. Two other branches opening up, one in the northwest in Liverpool and one down in Birmingham um, by the end of this year. Um, and yeah, um, one place you won't find us and this is on any marketing tools because we don't market at all. Right. All word of, of mouth word and word of mouth. people. Word, word of mouth, of mouth. no, that's the only way to do it, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And you see us are branching off there now, so that's all under under the will guys as well, yep. is it? Great, because mm -hmm. that was my so next what question. What, what inspired Manchester and all Liverpool and Birmingham? The right people that live there, as in they approached us. Um, I don't uh, yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> yeah, fundamentally the right people meeting that networking and things out that have shown an interest and and then we get a lot of people come and ask to join us. And to be honest with you, I would say more than 80% of the people that come um, don't get through because they're not the right fit. Um, and that's... Personality-wise. That, yeah, you know, personality. And, and have they got the, the, the dream of what we're trying to do? Have, have they got sort of... Do they see it as... Passion, yeah, they, yeah. And mm -hmm. you've got to... Fundamentally, we don't... Genuinely, we don't care what we make from a client. We care that they're... Personal circumstances are sorted and it's just a consequence of that action that actually makes us make quite a bit of money for ourselves. Mm -hmm. And from doing that, that's where the balance is. When people are money focused and that makes them the wrong person for me with regards to this, you've got to want to help. Mm. You touched on there as well, like you're on social media and Facebook. I've seen these are pretty active. So what's, what's your personal thoughts on the social media in terms of... <laughs> <laughs> that one's a bit of a dinosaur where, with uh, where, social media. I really right. yeah. I'm really heavily involved in yeah. social. There's some huge benefits from a business point of view. Yeah. Um, I think it's more just about getting yeah. the name out there, getting the brand, brand out there. Yeah. yeah. Brand yeah. yeah. And yeah. not necessarily a lead game, generator. The whole oh. different game trying to lead generate. Yeah. 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 To be honest, there's only going to be certain platforms that that really works on. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. you look at the statistics and like the. 
you might have a massive reach or something with it, but like there's no interactions with yes. it or anything. Like, you know, so who's it reached might not reach the, the right wrong people. people. Yeah. Exactly. That's but, probably um, my biggest um, skill <coughs> gap is um, social media. Right. I think um, when I seen so much time, I think there was it's something like 17 minutes every time your phone pings with a, a, a notification someone's messaged you on Facebook or Twitter or whatever, if, if lost productivity. Mm. And that, that's what's come from it. So then I, I'm very much, when I go to work, I want to work. Mm -hmm. um, and then seeing people's Sunday dinners. <laughs> and, then, and then seeing an empty plate saying yum yum. That just absolutely butters my head. Um, but from what you touched on there, from a business perspective, wow, and that, that's why I'm running with this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, from a, 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 my own social media presence, you'll probably see very little. Yeah. Um, but as a business, um, I think it's a, a necessity like, these days, oh, isn't it? hundred percent. I think, you know, allow someone, well, you probably are, but allow someone else to do that. Yeah. Just know it's important. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, hundred percent. No, Dom knows a hell of a lot more about social media than what we do and we don't pretend to know that. We know that we'll yeah. play our strengths. Yeah. That's why Dom's here, otherwise we'd just be trying to do it ourselves and muddling along. No, hundred percent. Um and so like when Dom's like I need a video lads and stuff like that, then obviously we've got to step up and do that mm -hmm. because obviously we've got to create content, we've got to yeah. get stuff out there. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, let someone that's very good at what they do or outsource to someone that's very good at what they do and let them do that, you know what I mean? And that's yeah. that's that's the right way to do it. I agree. I, you, you obviously will have realistically no inclination to do it yourself, so then why bother? Because there's no passion there. It's, yeah, like, exactly. it's, like, it's like when my wife says we need to paint that wall. Uh, uh, there are lots of painter and decorators that, <clears throat> that that's their trade, or go and do the gardening. No, there's a gardener that does that. Yeah. Uh, but if she wants me to do anything financial or estate planning-wise, okay, because that's my consultancy, mm. that's my yeah. niche. Um, and Yeah, I totally agree with you. Yeah. I can't. I don't want to get involved in stuff that I have no passion for, but I do see benefits in, in gardening, in painting and decorating, mm -hmm. in social media, <laughs> in, in utility. You know, everything has got a passion, but yeah, I totally agree. Be a, be a, a, a consultant, not a GP, as we always mm -hmm. put it. Mm -hmm. What about podcasts? Do you ever listen to podcasts? Um, I, I do listen to some podcasts, um, in, uh, but more about self-development, business awareness yep. and, and things like that, but that's just so I don't have to listen to... Um, the same radio. songs over and over again and on the radio yeah, yeah. and, and bits out or yeah but I see videos definitely the way forward you, you yeah. go through social media now and you stop on videos you don't you don't really read yeah um, and yeah. whereas actually 2007 2008 when Facebook was becoming big yeah um, all there was no videos it was just reading people's statuses over and over again so we're so. on the videos now and but the reason I mentioned podcasts is because that's the future mm -hmm. apparently that's the voices the future Okay. So the podcasts because it's convenient. AI, because you don't AI. have to look at it. Yeah, so, so look at it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So with the video, you actually have to sit and commit the time yep. to sit and watch this fifteen-minute-long clip or whatever. But if you're driving, if you're walking the dog, if you're out for a run, if you're at the gym, whatever you're doing, yeah, you can just stick your headphones in and soak yeah. in as if you're cooking, mm -hmm. if whatever. You can just soak productive in as well. I like that. So Gary V mentions it's to do with time, and that's yeah. why everything's going to change to smart. And that's why voices are going to come in the future because it's time that everyone wants. They want to improve the time it takes to do certain things. So mm -hmm. we've got smartphones now that make everything quicker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eventually, if you can just talk to something or you've got a smart... He used the example, you've got a smart fridge that remembers <coughs> that you drink on average two beers a week. Sorry, two beers a day. <laughs> and, your, and your fridge then picks two up on... Two beers a day? Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and the fridge picks up on that, you're running out of beers, and then it automatically orders you some new yeah, yeah. beers because it's smart. Yeah. And the by drone. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> you know what they really need to invent? A smart you're wife. You're where you ask it to do something and it just does it. <laughs> That's going to be a quick bit. It's just been a 10-year anniversary. Uh, you will be on so <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Jenny. You've just Give them ammunition for like bribery now. <laughs> In all seriousness, you laugh, but it's it's almost we're halfway there now with that with Alexa and Google Home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. If you Siri. Out a washing up liquid and you've got an Alexa in your kitchen, you can go Alexa, order me some wash. Some washing up liquid, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which one yeah. would you like? Mad, many, we're at that, that crossover now. We're at the first stage. Tomorrow because yeah. of Amazon Prime and yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. it's almost there. We've got it? the NHS now on Alexa and stuff mm -hmm. as well. 
Um, at, it wasn't the first stage of voice, I think. It's like in podcasts, so many people listen to podcasts. I've got Alexa in the house, and I've got like Amazon. Yeah, I've, I've been hooked up with Amazon for like years. And um, she loves Alexa. One of the ones with the screens on. So yeah, yeah. all right. Programs on that, even though there's a massive telly right in front of that. <laughs> yeah. She knows how to activate as well. So go out there, she'll get it on the, on the, um, the Alexa. And the other day, I was like, what? I had stuff pinging on my phone. I'm like, what's this? And I looked, it's like the basket on Amazon's filling up. I'm like, what's that? Listen here, the little ones sat in front of the Alexa, just ordering stuff. <laughs> yeah. That's where it gets dangerous. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's no, moving towards like AI and that as well, though, isn't it? Where it'll, it'll kind of preempt every automatically do yeah, everything for you. What's I mean, crazy. I'm all for that, mate. Machine yeah, learning is quite scary when you start looking into it. I started mm. looking into it and very quickly stopped. Yeah. Um, because like the, Elon the, Musk has got like a doomsday prophecy. Yeah. Like, like, it's too late now. It's it's got It's on its yeah. way. Like yeah, as it soon is. as that as soon as that one machine gets turned on that can learn. Yeah. So what they say is if 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 a, an AI system is playing you on a game of chess, it only needs to make four moves and it can calculate every possible outcome of that. So yeah. it beat you. Yeah. It doesn't matter what four moves you're making. It's beat you. So that and just and that's just off four moves. That's four calculations that yeah, it has yeah. to make. It can make them calculations in a, a minute second. Yeah. So then imagine, imagine that you're feeding it with requests. Yeah, to, yeah. It's just outrageous. You were saying it's the social networks. That's 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 what we're plugged into. So what we're actually doing is we're like teaching the AI. So oh yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Like right. every time you yeah. search, to the point where we search on Google, we want right. every desire. Mm. What what and then it creates more more similar content so even when you well, I talked to my last at the weekend about show a cause coming up for renewal and all I've had now since I looked once on my phone on every social media platform is an advert yeah. for that it's mad isn't it it's oh, you, crazy. Can, you can see it's crazy. If, you can, if you can log into the Facebook app on your phone and see what categories you fall into so yeah. you can see on my Facebook that, I'm a, that I've got a preschool children that I've started a new yeah, job yeah. that I've moved home within the past three years mm-hmm. you can see all of these categories that yeah. you fall into can you imagine though sitting here in 25 years time and, and, and talking about all this as if like that was new it's, well, this will be the Wild West. Yeah, yeah. It'll be the the internet was just unregulated, completely yeah. open. I mean, realistically, you can pretty much order anything you want. Literally, Up, anything yeah. you want. Like, <laughs> weapons and anything on the dark web. And God, whatever. Whatever. You know what I mean? it's, it's crazy. It's outrageous, and it will have to be, it'll come to a point where it'll have to be regulated. Yeah. Um, but as and when that happens... Well, it's, it's opening up a, a whole new... Um, issue with regards to different crime though isn't it that's that's where you've always going to have people trying to manipulate a system and if there is an opening in that with like like you said there with the dark web of crime with so many different avenues of wrong you know it, if, if that's something that needs regulated i'm all for it i live in a regulated world we all do so mm-hmm. um you want to go to china you can't even put certain websites on there. Well, that's it, isn't it? <laughs> it's and crazy. And that's, but that's why it'll be referred to as the Wild West, because yeah. we're yeah. in a minute. We, you can do what you want. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. 100%. Without the saloons and shooting people, but in a different way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's just a free-for-all, isn't it? It's yeah. everybody... I mean, you can never really tell whether something's good for a society until it's been embedded for a good 50, 100, 200 years. Oh, of we're course. Only, we're only 15, 20 years in. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. still... Very much in its infancy. Still, yeah. I still have that sound of dial-up on the computer when we yeah. first got one. Yeah. Jack or Apprentice. He's <laughs> <is> 19, <laughs> he doesn't know what it is. We always go really? back to that, don't we? Like, we're on, the, like, we're on the, the last generation who remember that period of time before yeah, yeah. all of this uh, came in. Yeah. Well, we cassettes for computer games, yeah. putting them in as well. Yeah, yeah, on yeah. your... Commodore 64 or whatever, yeah. Them, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> eight, eight megabytes, they were. Little, little <laughs> Gen X versus Gen Y. And the, the only way that was explained to me is if you went to school and you had to make arrangements during the week to meet someone at a certain time at a certain place and you had to turn up and hope they were there, yeah. you were Gen X. Yeah. If you could wait till the weekend and then look on social media and see lots of different friends doing lots of things and pick one and just turn up at it, yeah. you're Gen Y. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I'm definitely Gen X, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm like, like you've just said there, I'm on the last sort of era. I, I've got yeah. the both worlds. So I'm 28 now, but we still had, I mean, it was only I was 
13 or 14 when the Nokia 3310 was around. They were class. So that, yeah, were? So they were like, full of snakes. That was, <laughs> that was very much on my introduction. So like it was very much on the, the last sort of um, generation to, to have that, man. It's, oh. that wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> but my, all the more reason to write a will, Dave. <laughs> no class. No. Um, thanks for coming in. It's really, really good. Let's have you got one. Oh, let's do it. Just capitals. We're gonna reel off quick capitals. All right. Are you ready? Go on. I'm better at wills. This is on you, Kieran. Got it. Geography test. So capitals. Afghanistan. Field. Australia. Church, oh, Canberra. 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 Uh, <laughs> Belarus. No idea. Minsk. No idea. Uh, Riga. No. What's Latvia? Uh, no. You could you pick some easy ones? Come on. <laughs> Bulgaria. Uh, is it Sofia? It is. Ping. <laughs> Canada. Canada is um, Ontario. No, that's a state. Uh, Quebec. Ottawa. Ottawa. Uh, Czech Republic. Prague. Denmark. Oslo. Copenhagen. Copenhagen. The wrong I didn't teach cities. Finland. Oslo. Helsinki. 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 That's what I was going to say. Here's one for you, mate. Germany. Berlin. That's the one. India. New Delhi. Correct. Ireland. Republic? Is it Republic of Ireland? <laughs> Dublin? <laughs> I don't ever believe you were a geography This is your opportunity to apologise to your students. <laughs> That's why I so he's not a teacher. <laughs> That's why I'm not a teacher anymore. Whereabouts? Lithuania. Oh, not a clue. No idea. Vilnius. Uh, a couple more. He's going to be waking up at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> 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 Couple more for you. Uh, let's see. Get you some easier ones. Nigeria. No, that's hard. Lagos. Um, no, Abuja. Abuja. Norway. Oslo. Correct. Peru. I said that. Before. Lima. Lima. Correct. Yeah. Right, okay, just for the record, I am much better at doing wills than geography. How come I've got better geography testing you? <laughs> Should we swap down? <laughs> oh, that's terrible, that man. No. It's just a shopping. In all seriousness, I'm, I'm sold. Um, anybody out there, whoever gets the feeling that, oh, I really need to get a will, or they've got children, or they've got family, or they've got businesses, or anything at all, I would, I would suggest you get in contact with these guys and get it wrapped up because um, I'm going to. Yes, um, thank you very much. Thank no, no, thanks for having us. Thank you. Spot on, mate. Yes. Spot on. Yeah, thanks for that, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually made actually, me sick. Thanks for listening to the Elevate with Kudos podcast from Kudos to Saving. Do we hope you enjoyed the show. If you'd like to come on the podcast, then drop us an email on partners at kudoslimited.com or get in touch on social at kudos to saving. Find it would mean the world to me if you were to subscribe to Elevate with Kudos podcast. Leave us a cheeky review or simply share it with your friends goes a long way to help us spread the kudos love. Thanks for listening.